won't stop until we find the way to the main and for Champagne. And for Champagne will be out This week on The Swearwolves, we discuss two movies about people who want to be famous Starry Eyes and The Neon Demon. the swear was horror podcast the podcast that discusses all things horror i'm brett i'm david david yeah how are you doing sir i'm good buddy how are you you know same as always yeah i'm there <laughs> i'm here i'm everywhere we kind of go in i don't know ebbs and flows on like our choices for yeah, films yeah. it's like sometimes we'll pick we'll be like i don't know it's, i think we, we get in moods where it's like let's try to find some of the shittiest titles which <laughs> would reflect like shitty movies mm-hmm. like zombievers or llamageddon yeah or ginger, ginger dead, dead man, man evil bong evil bong and then we'll be like let's try to pick movies that are better <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, like, let's do better <laughs> let's or, or that maybe are more critically acclaimed yeah. or more modern movies mm-hmm. and i think uh over the past couple of weeks uh, with the exception of the west craven uh, we've kind of tried to pick or yeah, a little different, change things up a bit, change things up a bit. There's so many fucking movies out there. Like we've said this before. We could, it's a lot. We could review movies every day. Oh yeah. And we've got a queue and we've talked about this before. Like we have a queue of like episode ideas and it's very long and it just gets longer. Yeah. And it's like, do you want to do this one? Mm, I, I do. Know. Or sometimes it's like, yes, just not right now. Ask me again in a month. Yeah. There's been there's been a couple that we've had on your list since we started. Yeah, and we'll get to them eventually. And we're almost we're <laughs> we're easily approaching what three years? Yeah, of doing this podcast. Yep, that's a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. th- I was thinking those about- movies are like oh come on you just added these two <laughs> like a week ago you jerk. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> thinking about that. I was like oh for a two hundredth episode, and I'm like two hundred. Where are we at right now? We're like in the 130s. Yeah, it's not that far off. That's another over a year away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, fuck. I'll be here before you know That'll it. That'll be four years in that we'll be at 200. And, it, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago we were doing 100. No, it doesn't. Back when there was three of us. I know. But it seems like we've been doing it just you and I for a long time. And it's not that long. It, it's yeah. Only 30. over 30 some almost, odd episodes. Almost 40 episodes. Yeah. Which I guess is, yeah, I mean, that's, that's good, almost that's a, good a year, chunk. yeah, right? Because when we hit three years, which will be coming up in like August or September, I think. Yeah, I think September. 
that'll be a year with just us two. Where does the time go? I don't know. It's ridiculous. So old now. (laughs) But you picked these two movies that we're going to review this week. And I uh, I wanted to ask you, like, well, I know why you picked them and why you paired them together. But like, how did you hear about Because I've never heard of these movies. You know, it's weird. One of them, I thought I had heard about it from uh, a guy that I used to work with who was actually my old boss. But after I watched it, I was like, wait, no, this isn't the movie he was telling me about. Because he told me a couple of things. And I was like, oh, that's a different movie. So I'm gonna, I'll put that one on the list. Maybe at some point we'll get to that one. Oh, you got to tell me what that is now. Uh, right now? Well, you don't oh, have I'll to. tell you later. Yeah. yeah. Write a note to yourself okay. to tell me later. Yeah, tell Brett. <laughs> I'm not writing anything. <laughs> I'll tell you if I feel like it. Um, no, I think I just saw these like several times, like like just scrolling through like stuff uh, that was streaming. Mm. And I've kind of... And you just read about like their plot synopsis? And I had heard some stuff. And then like um, I think... I don't know if it was Waxwork or Mondo. One of them, the soundtrack, was on uh, vinyl for a bit. But I hadn't seen the movies. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy it if I don't know anything about the music. Yeah. All right. So. Well, they pair really well together, I yeah, should say. Yeah. And that was the the choice was I, I really wanted to pick a couple movies that were about like fame and like the pursuit of it. Fame. Fame makes a man take things over. Or fame. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> fame. I'm going to learn how fame. to fly. Hi. <laughs> My mom loved that show. Uh, you know, that show was on in reruns, uh-huh. like uh, on the weekends. And every time I'd come on, I'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, I had no interest. None. I mean, that was a long time ago. I was probably watching Sesame Street or something. Yeah. But still. Yeah. It was so boring. <laughs> The movies that you picked, uh, Starry Eyes and The Neon Demon. Let's start with Starry Eyes. Came out in 2014. Written and directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. Music by Jonathan Snipes. Starring Alexandra Esso as Sarah Walker. Alexandra Esso, she played Wendy. That's right. Yeah, in Dr. Sleep. In Dr. Sleep, she plays Wendy Torrance. In the flashbacks, yeah. Yeah, which... Really good casting, dude. Yeah, I mean she's prettier than uh, uh, what's Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Yeah, but I mean she's got that mouth. Yep. I had never seen any other movie other than Doctor Sleep with her in it that I'm aware of. And yeah. as soon as I saw her on screen, I was like, wow, yeah, that was a really good casting. Yeah, there's definitely a resemblance. She's gonna be at Days of the Dead in Las Vegas uh, along with Henry Thomas. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there's another reason why I picked this movie. Jack Torrance. I wanted to see if, do I want to get her autograph? <laughs> do I want to talk to her about it? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, she plays Sarah. Amanda Fuller is Tracy. Noah Segan is Danny. Fabian Therese is Aaron. Shane Coffey as Poe. Natalie Castillo as Ashley. And Pat Healy as Carl. Funny thing about Pat Healy, we reviewed a movie called Velvet Buzzsaw. Pat Healy was in Velvet Buzzsaw. And we just so happen to watch those movies in the same week. And I watched Velvet Buzzsaw and then I watched Starry Eyes and I'm like, I recognize that guy. Not like a well-known actor. Yeah. But I was just like, that's the same guy. It's weird how that stuff happens. Oh, even in this movie, um, that Fabian uh, Therese, Therese, she was in John Dies at the End. Yeah, she plays Amy. Yeah, the girl with one hand. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that she actually has two hands in real yeah, life. Yeah. She does. <laughs> the directors of this movie, they also did Pet Cemetery, the remake. Oh, did you see that? I saw that in yeah. the theater. Yeah, I did. It was all right. They also did a segment in that movie Holidays that we reviewed about a what, year oh, ago or so. Yeah. Well, probably more than a year ago. Yeah, I don't know. It was a while ago. Listen, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember years. I just remember. I barely remember these movies. Uh, budget. I didn't have anything for budget. Didn't have anything for box office. So 
cost them zero and it made them zero according to my calculations <laughs> <laughs> broke even all right let's talk about the plot here uh sarah walker she's an actress she's in hollywood this is about young hollywood mm-hmm. i guess yeah wannabes exactly people working for a living trying to uh working day jobs shitty auditions. day jobs yep trying to get gigs she's waitressing at a fast food restaurant called big taters <laughs> yeah it's basically like a hooters yeah yeah all the chicks have skin tight big taters <laughs> skin tight <laughs> uh shirts yep and they like jump up and little, down little shorts yeah. yeah her friends she's got a group of friends and that was like the group that i just mentioned tracy danny aaron poe ashley and uh they're oh by the way um gene simmons son is in this movie oh yeah yeah whatever. Who, who do you play uh he was one of the friends oh not one of the main ones no okay i, I can he picture- tall. he's tall yeah and he looks like Gene Simmons. Yes, but, I was going to say more attractive. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm picturing them. Yes, there is a person. I I know who it is. He's he's got half Gene Simmons, and he's got the other half is Shannon Tweed. So he's more he's better looking more, than G- more like a better looking version of Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, but anyway, uh, she's oh that's right. I remember him from the the show. That yeah, Gene Simmons had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her friends are just unsupportive. Yeah, they're all kind of just self self absorbed douchebags. Yeah, and the Kinda. one the one specifically Aaron, which is the Fabian Therese character, she's constantly trying to steal Sarah's mm-hmm. roles. And she I'm making like passive aggressive comments and stuff. She's not a good friend. Yeah. Her roommate Tracy and uh this guy Danny who's a director are kind of, I don't know, ignorant to Sarah's situation basically like they don't really care. Yeah. But they act like they do, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. And Tracy goes on on the auditions and she like beats herself up over it and she like grabs her hair like at the root and just like yanks. Yeah. It's just like. (sighs) She's tough on herself. She's her toughest critic. And I understand that, like not to that level, but I do that and I have, this is going to sound really bad, but it's not as bad as it seems. Like I, I know what that's like to like do something to yourself because you're beating yourself up so you're physically beating yourself up because mm-hmm. i've done stuff like that in the past like when i'm really like pissed off at myself like i'll you kicked your own ass i kicked my own ass <laughs> um and it's not it's not fun yeah, to have no. those like issues or whatever uh there's people that are cutters out there i'm not one of those people uh but her is that she like grabs her hair yeah like, that's tough it. like i've mentally like jump kicked myself yeah and never but, physically like, it's just that release. It's like, it's almost like you need to do that yeah. to like move on. Yeah, I get it. It's not good. Like, <laughs> like I've had to like come to terms with it. <laughs> now I'm older now. I'm, I'm past that. But like, it was something that when I was younger, stop punching yourself in the balls. Pretty much like, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> but um, anyway, Sarah is, you know, auditioning for stuff and she gets this audition notice for this movie called The Silver Scream. And it's by this production company called uh Astraeus. Astraeus, sorry. Uh Astraeus Pictures. And they're like a well-known production company. Think of like Blumhouse or something. Yeah, and they say like that they've kind of fallen off. Like we we've learned this later in the movie, but they've made some big movies. Yeah. She submits and they call her in for an audition. And she goes to audition for it, and when she auditions and she's reading, she's like actually really good. She's like yeah. a really good actress, and it's a good fake out too because she has a nightmare that she bombs it. Yes. And I thought at first I thought that was the audition, and I was like, why does she want to be an actress? Like she's awful. Yeah, 
And I always have like uh, admiration for actors who playing bad actors. Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be hard. Yeah. But yeah, her actual audition, she's fantastic. And you, you know, what's funny about that is like, uh, so when, when I was in college and I was studying acting, I was in an acting class and there was a lot of people in the acting class. Right. And they were all like, we want to be actors. And some of them would go up and they would just be awful, but they didn't know that they oh, were awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's no self-awareness. It just didn't phase them. And they were like, I want to be an actor. And yeah, it's sorry, like, buddy. Not in the cards. It's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, I want to be an astronaut. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well shit. You know, and I'm not saying that <laughs> I was like really good or anything, but I'm just saying like, I remember seeing people that were really awful. So when you say that, it's like, why does she want to be an actor? There's people out there who want to be actors. Yeah, that person exists. That have no talent. I mean, think about all the people who want to be actors. Yeah, most all the, people. All the kids that, you know, go to Hollywood with this dream. Mm-hmm. And it's some of them star. are good and they'll never get discovered. And some of them are bad and they're definitely not going to get anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of, well, we'll talk more about that in a second, but... Anyway, so she goes on this audition and she fucking nails it. I yeah. thought like her actual audition, besides her dream, her actual audition, I was like, wow, yeah, she was really great. Good. But like the casting director and the assistant, like don't really even notice. And that's what they do. It's kind of casting blow, directors kind of blow off. and uh, the people that read with you, like they don't fucking show any emotion. And they were just like, all right, yeah. we'll be in contact. Yeah. See ya. So she proceeds to go to the bathroom. And literally she throws a fit, beats herself up. She yep. screams, pulls her hair. She's screaming. She tears her headshot, all this kind of shit. Right. And she opens the, the stall door and the, the casting, casting director. director is standing right there. And she's like, what yeah. was that? What was that? Do it again. Yep. And she brings her back into the casting room and she makes her do it again. And she's like, well, I don't know if I can, but ultimately they get her to do it again. And she does. Yeah. Um, and then they dismiss her again. Yep. And then she's like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah, and she thinks that they were just making fun of her. So she decides that she's like, you know what? I did really good. I'm going to get called back on this, and I, I need to quit my job. Besides that, she's not happy at this fucking big taters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would be? No, that's got to be This guy, Carl, who owns and runs big taters, he, um, he's like, this is, that's his dream. Right. To have big taters. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of tells her that. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is, this is my thing. But it's like, don't push that on her. I, yeah. You know, your waitresses and employees are going to come and go. Don't push it on them. Like, you know, that they're going to leave eventually. Mm-hmm. But he's like, why isn't this your dream? This could be your dream too. Like you could uh, run big taters someday. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's not what I want. That's not in the cards for me. She ends up quitting. Yep. She gets a second callback or she gets a callback for a second audition she's like excited about it and she even tells her friends that she got a callback yeah she's like i feel good about this but her friends are like whatever yeah this is a major studio this is like a lead role it's not you're nobody happen. you're not gonna get this no. um she goes to the audition they tell her to get naked they tell her yeah disrobe which i like that i'm gonna try that on my wife hey <laughs> <laughs> disrobe <laughs> she'll be like go fuck yourself yeah, exactly um <laughs> she agrees to it and uh they tell her to open herself up yeah let go of your and to transform and then she all of a sudden like just does it she opens herself up she she gets in like a trance state and there's like it's this, almost like orgasmic yeah like lots of flashes flashing. and stuff like if you got seizure problems that will affect you yeah and we see that the casting director's got a necklace with like a star on it like a pentagram kind of thing yeah yeah she gets called for a third audition quote unquote to hmm. meet with the producer and uh, she meets with him at his home 
and he's like explaining to her like this film and all this other kind of shit. Yeah, and, what, like, yeah, and it's really about Hollywood and like what people will do for fame and yeah. yeah. She's like, I really want this part, and they're like, well, Will you do anything for it? And uh, he well. puts his hand on her leg and up her skirt, and then she's like, "Fuck you!" And she's like, "I'm out of here." Yep. She runs home, and she's crying, and all of her friends and her roommate are at her house, and she just runs to her bedroom, and her roommate comes in, and she proceeds to tell her roommate like. Yeah, the guy wanted to have sex with me, and I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't do it. And she's like, "Of course you wouldn't do it. Like none of us would do that." And she's like, "Right, Sarah, you wouldn't do that. You're not thinking about calling her back. Yeah, you're not regretting your decision, are you? Yeah." And she she basically tells her like, kind (laughs) of, like, and she says like, "This was like a gateway kind of thing. Like this could have led to bigger things." Well, they're all partying that night, and uh, Danny, this this fucking schlub wannabe director he has written a film and he's like, I'm going to make my own film. We're going to make it. And he offers her. Yeah. We don't need big studios. We can just make our own stuff. Yep. And he offers Sarah the lead role. And Sarah's like, all right, I'll take it. And they take like some ecstasy or some shit. And they're like celebrating and they're like partying and stuff. And, um, she sees Danny and Aaron like kissing. Yep. So Sarah's like, what the fuck is this? So she's like, you know what? And she's kind of like high or whatever. Yeah, they took ecstasy or something, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, she gives a phone call to the Astraeus pictures and she's like, yep, I want to meet him. I want to meet him again. Yep. They call her right back and they're like, be there in two hours. So she goes and uh, the casting director opens the door and I was like, does this lady live here? <laughs> she spends a lot of time. She's everywhere. She's like, there won't be a third chance. Yeah. This is your second chance and you don't fuck this up. Yeah. And the producer even says like, would you give your old life away for a a glamorous new life? Mm -hmm. So she blows him. Yep. She (laughs) blows him. And then there's like these people that come out of the woodwork dressed in like really like costumes and like masks and like, I don't know if you're, it's like a cult. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the band ghost, the guys in the band, they're called like nameless ghouls. And that's what these guys look like. Yeah. It is robes and masks. It was weird. Yep. She, uh, Goes back home, or she's back home. Yeah, it's the next day, and um, she's she's just being really weird, and her body she starts. She to get looks very, like shit. She looks like shit. Right I don't know the, if you like, remember a couple, couple episodes ago when I was telling you about my wife being sick. Yeah, but this th- is what she my looked wife like. looked like sh- like this. <laughs> she looked she rough. was rough. Yeah, and she goes to work, and she's like drooling into the was it tater tots or yeah, french fries or yeah. it was so gross and just like dripping and the boss is like dude trying to like pull it away from her yeah and they she ultimately fires her yeah because she had gone she back to that him. job by the way she yeah, had gone back yeah. to that job and then uh and then she gets fired yeah because she slaps him her hair's falling out her nail oh when that nail oh, was coming off was her gross. finger well, it made me think of uh jeff goldblum in the fly yes wow. definitely definitely um she vomits. She vomits up maggots. Yeah, it was gross. And she gets into like an argument with her roommate. She's just acting really weird. All of a sudden, there's a wad of cash, though, in her bedroom from Astraeus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Tracy remarks that like she's been carrying her as far as the rent goes. And she's like, all right, you want your fucking money? Here you go. And yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. M- mind you, let me, let me just say something about uh, Tracy, her roommate, uh, who's supposedly her friend. She finds out stuff about Sarah and then tells everybody else. Mm -hmm. She finds out that uh, the producer wanted to sleep with Sarah 
and Sarah said no. She told all of their friends that that happened. She finds out that uh, Sarah's got this wad of cash from Astraeus all of a sudden. She tells everybody, and everybody comes to the conclusion that she fucked this producer to get this role. Um, All, all, everything that happens, this Tracy girl like tells. Yeah, her secrets to these. She's a busybody. Yeah, Um, people. But anyway. She has a dream, I think, at this point, and like she pictures herself as like a movie star and glamorous. Uh, yeah. And then she wakes up and she looks even worse. Yeah. Like, she she looks, is going downhill fast. Yeah. She gets a phone call from the producer and he basically tells her, You can die or you can embrace this transformation. And so she's like, All right. And she's like hearing voices too, like, Do it, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, it's weird because she, she's like, I feel like I'm going to die. And he's like, Yep. but you got to be reborn yep so she goes over to aaron's house by the way this house is a fucking sty dude yeah it's like a meth den or something it reminds me of like when i was younger and you would go out to parties or whatever and you'd go to like certain houses everybody's been to this house dude yeah this house that is just you just like i want to get out of here it's just gross. And everybody's partying. There's beer and food everywhere. And there's just like cigarette butts. And one of my college roommates was kind of like that type of guy. Um, so it looked a little bit like my dorm was not as bad as this, but like it, it brought back some memories of like just beer cans everywhere. Your dorm room? Yeah. Oh, like empty, that would be even like worse. Several pizza boxes. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been to like houses. Yeah. And just like, like uh, and my, uh, my my roommate was a weed dealer, mm-hmm. so like there's always like yeah, weird like uh, just stems and just gross <laughs> like weed remnants everywhere. It was gross. People coming over at all hours of the night. Yeah, creepy stuff and like yeah, he had scales and stuff. And I was like, oh, what's that for? Hey, don't worry about it. All right, well, see ya. <laughs> gotta go to class. Yeah, I gotta go to school. What was his major? We're at school. You know what's funny? I I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he ever even went to class. He's 38 years old. Like, that dude like never left our apartment like or our dorm. Like he was always around. Did you always stay on campus or did you get like an apartment off campus? I had, I was at a dorm, but it was off campus. It was an off. But I mean, it was like a. I was like, it was a school owned dorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, did you ever? Did you stay there all four years? You stayed in the dorm. No, I was only actually that was at ASU Maine. I was only at that place for a year, and then I finished up my degree at the West Campus, and I just oh. moved back so, in with my parents. Yeah, you just lived with your parents. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. That's cool that they have that West because they have an East campus also. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cool. So I got a little bit of the college experience, but it was, and then you're like, that's enough, <laughs> dude. My roommates, that was something else. Well, it's the first year away from your parents and everything. You know, I told you about, have I told you about them before real quick? So I had three roommates uh-huh. um, in one dorm. Yeah. Did you have a common area yes. and then two? Yeah. Rooms? And then there was like a bathroom in the middle mm-hmm. with a door on each side. That sucked. Jack and Jill. Yeah. But, uh, Jack and Jack. So my roommate, so it's two guys per room. My guy, uh, my roommate was the weed dealer guy. So it was me and him. And then my other roommate was a male stripper. And the other one was an, uh, an, an international student from the Netherlands who barely spoke English. And I don't know if he ever showered. <laughs> <laughs> Those were my roommates. I was like the Jerry Seinfeld. I was the straight man what of the group. Or it's like, yeah, I was like, I'm just a normal guy trying to go to school. You guys are all weird. Uh, and you you'd never met these people before so no. nobody you went to high school with went to asu something but yeah these guys were all strangers to me because i actually got along with the stripper the best when i went to nau that guy i went to high school with who I was friends with we went up there together and we were roommates oh nice yeah yeah that would have been better at least know somebody so that's what i was saying like you would figure someone you went to high school with went to asu and you could have been like hey let's be roomies 
Yeah. No. You know what? You know what? Never be roommates with someone you're friends with. Yeah, and I don't think any of my close friends went to ASU. Now that I think about it, they wouldn't be your close friends if yeah, you lived probably with not. Them. Yeah, you see how they live. Like, if you've oh, ever lived disgusting. with a friend of yours, you know what I'm talking about. Because by the time you don't live with them anymore, you're like, I'm done with them. Yeah, all those little things just pile yeah. up. Yep, <laughs> they don't want to be friends with you. You don't want to be friends with them. You never talk. Yeah, so she goes to Sarah's house. She goes. Sarah goes to Aaron's house. Oh, Aaron's house. Yeah, to confront her. And uh, by the way, Danny lives in a van outside of this house. And Danny and Aaron uh, just got done fucking. Yep. And Aaron goes inside to get some water and go to the bathroom. And uh, when she uh, turns around, all of a sudden Sarah's standing there. And she's kind of in the shadows. She's in the shadows. She's got a hoodie on. Yeah. She's talking to her and she's just talking shit. Yeah. And she like, you know, kind of talks shit about her exchanging sex for roles and. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Sarah says to Aaron, like, well, you fucked uh, Danny to get that role, that lead role in his film. And she's like, well, you fucked this uh, producer. producer. Uh, Tracy told us all about this. Yeah, we all know. We all know that you got that wad of cash and da-da-da-da-da. Yep. Aaron turns the lights on, and she sees Sarah's fucked up face. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, she wants to take her to the hospital. Like, this is the, like, the first time she actually acts like a friend. Yeah. And Sarah's like, no, get away from me. Get away from me. She grabs a knife and she slices this bitch's cheek. Yeah. Like with like a Rambo knife, but it's like through the mouth out the cheek. Yeah. So all of a sudden she's like, oh, predator. Blood. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking she got, ar, ar, ar. uh, if you can imagine what that sound looks like, that's what she looks <laughs> that's like. That's what she's doing. Yep. Ar, ar. Uh, she falls down and then she stabs her like several times in the belly. Yeah. Like, it's rough. She goes to the other room. And like one of the roommates, I think this, is this the uh, Gene Simmons guy? I can't remember. Like he walks by and doesn't even notice. There's a, it's a different roommate. It's a different roommate. They kind of look alike, but it's a different guy. She goes to Ashley's room, I think. And Ashley just got done like, or she's like sleeping next to her boyfriend. Her boyfriend gets up, walks by, doesn't notice anything. She goes to Ashley and she proceeds to beat the living shit out of her skull she just pummels her with like a little dumbbell like one of those like little five pound weights yeah but that five pound weight coming down on your skull dude that scene was hard to watch i mean she just pummels her head into mush yeah it was gross dead dead yeah she kills her a lot (laughs) yep she comes out there's ashley's boyfriend she stabs him yep several times in the back yep kills him she goes back aaron's still alive yeah that poor she's not dead she's like crawling trying to get to the door she now does out. some fucking brazilian jujitsu on her gets her <laughs> gets her back puts a plastic bag around her and just suffocates her suffocates Ugh. her now she goes outside and she's sitting on a bench outside of danny's van danny opens the van and he sees her and he's like what are you doing here what the hell's going on they start talking and uh she pulls out a knife and stabs him. Yep. And he's like, no, stop, stop. Well, he stabs her. <laughs> or she stabs him, excuse yep. me. And then right then the, the, the ghouls show up again, the people in the robes and masks. Yep. And it's like a cult. And, and they're they, saying like, hail Astraeus and stuff. Yep. And they like, they like barrier. Yeah. It's weird. And they make like a pentagram shape and then she crawls out of the ground she's like reborn she like comes out of like a sack like a sack yeah like a placenta yeah and she like crawls out of the ground and she's her nails are all did her and, skin is all perfect and she's naked and she's bald and she's hairless yeah yeah and but but like i said like she's got nails and her eyes are like green now like bright like 
weird green. She goes home. And gets under the covers. Yeah, and Tracy comes home, and Tracy's like... Talking uh, to her. Yeah, like, what's going on? Yada, yada, yada. And she apologizes for, like, spreading gossip, and, like, you know, she wants to make up. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she kills takes, her. <laughs> takes, she takes the blanket off. Yeah, yeah. And Sarah, and she sees the bright green eyes, and she's like, what is going on? Yep. Yeah. And she kills her. Yeah. <laughs> she... <laughs> fucking she dead but i didn't quite understand that because like she like kisses her and then like mouth, blood starts coming out of her mouth like i don't get how did she kill her she bite her tongue off or bite her lips uh she not suck really her, she sure suck her soul out something yeah i don't know exactly she's like a witch vampire demon thing, you know? <laughs> i guess so uh she opens up this present that the astraeus people left her and it's like a black gown with a burnt uh with a wig oh yeah yeah because they give her a box and said like happy birthday yeah and she puts the pentagram necklace on and then she looks at herself in the mirror and her eyes glow green and that's the end. The end. What'd you think? Um, this is the, you know, it's the old tale of uh, selfishness that we've seen in other movies about Hollywood, but this is done very effectively. Alexandra Esso's performance is one of the best I've seen in a long time. I thought that she shines so bright in this film. Yeah. And her transition from a timid yet optimistic young actress in Hollywood to a murderous vampire demon. Um, it's it's thrilling mm-hmm. to watch this. And I, I found myself rooting for her, um, <laughs> although she was killing her friends. And we talked about those friends and how much pieces of shit they were. But, um, you know, I've had people like that in my life. You know, where I just, I didn't kill them. I just cut them out of my life. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's why I was rooting for Sarah this entire time, because you have these people who you think are your friends and yet they're talking so much shit about you behind your back. But, uh, I just thought she was awesome. Yeah. And I thought the movie, although it's just telling this thing now, I did want to get into something with you and maybe we can talk about it after you give, give your review. So maybe I'll wait on that. But, um, I will just tell you this. I really enjoyed this film. I don't know if I'll watch it like on a regular basis or whatever, but I'm going to give this four Pamela Voorhees heads. Yeah, I really liked it. Nice. I liked it too. It was really weird. It was not what I expected it to be. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to be like, you know, kind of like making a deal with the devil, which in a way it was. Mm-hmm. And I thought that we we're going to see more of like her becoming famous and like her ascent. Yeah. But the movie stops right at the point. And I think they had to do that probably for budget reasons. But I think that's good though. Yeah. Because think- now it's like, well, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought her performance was really, really good. The rest of the characters did okay. I thought they were all pretty one-dimensional type characters. They were just there's was they were just kids. fringe characters, right? Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot else going on. I thought what I wanted. I wish we could have seen more of a gradual descent. Whereas, like the very next day after she makes like after she blows the guy <laughs> she immediately looks like shit i wanted to see kind yeah, of a, but you, almost like the fly like a fair, slow transi- transition of like what's going on to be fair if you blew a guy you would look like shit the next i day. would i would feel like <laughs> shit too i hate myself <laughs> i would barf up mealworms or maggots or whatever it was she puked anyway go ahead but uh yeah so i i wish that there had been a more gradual descent um yeah. i felt like it was kind of the second half i just felt like it was a little rushed but the, yep. the the whole scene when she enters that apartment or that house everything from that point on in the movie is amazing and like i could not take my eyes off the screen like the when she like stabs sarah and or what's her name sarah? uh aaron aaron when she stabs aaron when she Beats pummels ashley's face in. face in with the weight and then like finishes off 
Aaron with the plastic bag, like all of that. I was like, oh my God. So yeah, and I agree with you. I don't know if I would watch this movie again, but it is a movie I would definitely recommend people check out. I gave it a three. Okay. So I didn't like it as much as you, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk to you about this though, because uh, my wife and I were talking about that movie or this movie. And I know this was made in 2014, so this was before the Me Too uh, movement started. Mm. But it's definitely not before this type of shit happens in Hollywood, right? Where casting couches and yeah, where you got guys it. being slimy. I I think there's something there, and I just don't know how to put it. But I'll try to like walk it through, and maybe you can help me out with this. But it's like she succumbs to this fucking pig of mm-hmm. a producer. This fucking Harvey Weinstein fucking loser. Yeah, it was gross. Who's like head of a demon cult, right? But whatever. <laughs> um, In addition to being a, she uh, succumbs an to that. Perv. It's parallel to what her friend, quote unquote, friend Aaron is mm-hmm. doing. Also, where she's like, um, well, I think Aaron, she and Aaron even have kind of a similar scene where it's kind of like we're really not that different. Yes, you think you're better than me? Are you? Yeah, and this Aaron is like doing the same thing to this Danny guy, even though he's not famous, Mm -hmm. she's like sleeping with him so she can get in his movie and get the next leg up or whatever. And he's using her. Right. But it's almost like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right word to say, but it, but it's like they're betraying one another and by betraying one another and doing what they're doing, they're actually not joining together to fight off the problem, the shitheads yeah. that are taking advantage of them. And listen, I'm not putting the blame on them, right? What I'm saying is they're put in a position where they have no other choice, mm-hmm. but to do that in order to do go where they want to go with their yeah, career, play ball. And any minority has to do that in order to advance themselves. And it's a shitty situation that they are in. Yeah. You were, you're at the mercy of the people in power. Exactly. Yeah. So the powerful always have the power Yep. and there's no way to get out of it because you can't go. I'm going to take up your cause. I'm going to take Boy. up your cause. The movie that just came out on shutter called lucky mm-hmm. uh, uh, addresses these issues of um, these, these women issues, these female issues that they have when they're trying to get ahead in the world and how the, the main character that the grant plays uh, in lucky is like, uh, and I don't know if we'll ever review this, but she is like, I can't take on everybody at the end. She's like, I can't take on all of your problems. Right. And, and by not being able to, and, and I wouldn't expect her to be able to, but by not being able to, it's like the problem's always going to yeah, exist. Yeah, it just perpetuates. And that's what the shitty thing is. And so if we if we look deeper into this, and like I said, I know this movie was made in 2014, but if we look deeper into this, there's a lot much, there's much more involved into that whole subplot or mm-hmm. subtext of the movie that isn't on the surface. But if we look down into it, it's about the struggle of the female in Hollywood. Yeah. And I think that's definitely a positive of the whole me too movement is, Oh, of course. Cause otherwise like cause this movie kind of presents without directly saying it too. Like if you don't do it, I'll just find someone else who will. Exactly. And you'll be a nobody. Exactly. And it doesn't matter how fucking talented you are. And it goes back to what I was saying before about how there's untalented people who want to be actors and there's talented people who want to be actors. Guess what? If the untalented person does whatever it is, they'll be famous. And every once in a while, like there's, and I don't want to name names because that wouldn't be very nice, but uh, there's like actors and actresses in this where I wonder like, who do you know? Because you're not that good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Or, you know, maybe they're, the, listen, give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I don't know. But this who, shit goes who'd you on. Do? Who'd you, who and, do you know? Who's your dad? All and, that stuff. And the thing about it is, is I love and hate this. I love that people are getting called out for being the yes. pieces of dog shit that they are and taking advantage of people. Marilyn Manson is a great example. But I hate it because it happened. Yep. And it taints everything before that. Of course. And now if you say like, oh, I like this Marilyn Manson song, it's always going to be attributed to that person being a piece of shit. Yep. Bill Cosby is the same way, right? He's an utter piece of garbage, human trash, fucking doesn't deserve anything. But does that take away the fact that he was a funny stand-up comedian right. at one time? Yeah, it's a tough one. That Fat Albert and the Cosby kids I loved watching on Saturday mornings. Picture pages. Do you remember picture pages? No. Picture pages, picture pages. Lots of fun with picture pages. Lots of fun with your paint crayons and your pencils. <laughs> no. You have to look up picture Sounds pages. Sounds wonderful. He had a pen that it would go. And I always wanted a pen that would do that. It was a magic marker. Literal magic marker. It was awesome. Oh my God. But that was Bill Cosby. He would do picture pages. Interesting. Hey, I'm Bill Cosby. We're going to do another episode of Picture Pages. Got your pudding pops. Anyway, so I know that was a long way to go in the analysis of this film, but I think there's a lot more to it. Um, And it's really really shitty. On the surface, it's about these vampire demon cult (laughs) people that uh, get women or anybody. But it's really about the scummy underbelly of Hollywood. Well, it's just about the fact that Hollywood's a piece of shit. Your friends aren't your friends. Yeah. They'll backstab you quicker than anything. And it might be true. Tracy telling uh, everybody that a producer came on to you, or it might be literally backstabbing you (laughs) to just get further in your career. And she falls into that trap, but she had no other choice. What's her other choice? Die? Yep. Well, (laughs) or live in obscurity. Yeah. Yep. What's your dream? Do you want to be an actor? Well, then you got to follow our rules. Because guess what? If you don't follow the rules, you're not going to be an actor. That's unfair to put people in that position. But you put people in that position, they're going to choose yeah. Something that they don't want to do that goes against everything because what what's their other opportunity? Exactly. Work at Tater Tots or whatever that place is called. <laughs> you only Big get taters. one shot. Do not miss your chance. <laughs> well, this opportunity right. comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> Let's do it. So Hollywood needs to be called out on this bullshit. Agreed. The next movie you picked. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. It was a movie called The Neon Demon from 2016. It was written by Mary Laws, Nicholas Winding Refn, Polly Stenham. Directed by Nicholas Winding, Winding uh, Refn. He also directed Drive. Did you ever see that movie? Nope. With Ryan Gosling? Nope. Oh, it's good. Music by Cliff Martinez, who was the former drummer. Well, I guess almost original drummer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers back in the uh, 80s. Oh, I didn't know that. And he also is a big time composer. He's yeah, composed he's a lot of stuff. Steven Soderbergh films. Yeah. He also did the music in Drive with the same director. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, he was the drummer for their first two albums, I believe. Before they got Chad Smith? Yes. Um, but uh, he was he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the Red Hot Chili awesome. Peppers. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Cliff Martinez. Uh, this movie stars L. Fanning. I believe it's L. Fanning. It's L, yeah. Uh, as Jesse. Now, L. Fanning, I know. Well, obviously, as Dakota Fanning's. Sister. Younger sister, yeah. Uh, but I also know because my wife watched this show called The uh, Great on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's called The Great. It's a story about Catherine the Great. It's loosely based on the story of Catherine the Great and uh, her ascent as the leader of Russia. 
Oh. She marries uh, the king. Does she play Catherine? She plays Catherine. It's actually a really entertaining show. It's like, uh, you know how, what was that movie with uh, Heath Ledger where he's like the knight, a knight's oh, tale? Oh, knight's tale, yeah. It's not like that, but it's kind of like that. Is it like modern music and um, stuff? I don't know if it has modern music, but it definitely has like more modern themes and stuff yeah kind of yeah but it's done in this classical it's not like uh that that other the crown that my wife watches i mean any, anything like related to royalty my wife watches it's not like a period piece it's very more like marie antoinette mm-hmm. was uh the movie uh that uh kirsten dunst kirsten dunst within where it's just kind of like modern yeah elements to it uh, it's kind of like that hmm, aspect of it. So it's a really good show. The Great Hulu. I know her from Super 8. I like that movie. It's a great movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's I really watch good. that again. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, she's in this. Carl Glusman as Dean. Jenna Malone as Ruby. Jenna Malone was in Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. With Jake Did Gyllenhaal, who we talked about in uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Bella Heathcote as Gigi. Abby Lee as Sarah. Desmond Harrington as Jack. Christina Hendricks as Roberta Hoffman. Keanu Reeves as Hank. Release date, May 20th, 2016 in Cannes Film Festival. June 24th, uh, 2016 in the U.S. The budget was $7 million. Box office, $3.4 million. Mm. The plot of this movie. All right. (laughs) Crack your knuckles. Get ready. Yeah. All right, so um, Elle Fanning is a 16-year-old girl. She wants to be a model, so she moves to L.A. Yep, and she just got there and uh, just got to L.A. She meets a guy who's a photographer, so the movie kind of opens with her doing a photo shoot. Yeah, with this guy, Dean. And he's like a wannabe photographer. Like, he's not anybody special. No. Really. Um, But she meets a makeup artist there who's played by uh, Jenna Malone uh, named Ruby. And uh, she befriends her and she's like, Hey, do you want to go to this party with me? And she goes to this party and she meets these other models. Yeah, Gigi and Sarah. Yeah. And, uh, and they're all like smitten uh, with Jesse. That's uh, yeah, Jesse Fanning's character. Yep, and they all just think she's beautiful. Yeah. And they're uh, very curious about her and uh, about her sexual exploits. <laughs> yeah. And she lies to them. Yeah. And she says she sleeps with lots of guys, but right. she's a virgin. Yeah. Uh, she submits her pictures to this Roberta Hoffman, this, uh, Christina Hendricks character. And, uh, she, Christina Hendricks basically says, uh, I meet a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are beautiful, but you have, you it. got something, you got it. You kid. got a kid. <laughs> You're going to be a big star. Yeah. So yeah, she signs a contract like on the spot. She books a gig for her with like a, a well, pretty famous photographer. Yeah. She's like, I want you to go shoot, uh, do a test shoot with this guy. And she also asks her like, Hey, how old are you? And, uh, and she's like, if anyone asks, you're 19. Yep. So she goes and meets up with this guy, Jack uh, MacArthur, uh, who shoots. He's like a famous uh, photographer. And uh, he shoots her. Um, and he gets her naked. And he rubs like gold paint all over yeah, her. Yeah, it's really weird. It is weird. I don't think they have sex or anything. No. Uh, they actually don't. I know that for a fact. Uh, but I don't know if he's being creepy or if he's just being artistic. I think it was, yeah. I think like, it's artistic. I think so too. Because at like, the end, he's also like, he's very like weird. And he's artsy. super weird. But the shoot goes really, really well. And um, but Ruby's like outside because uh, he closes the set. He's like, I need everybody out. Yeah. And he kicks everybody out, and it's just the two of them. 
And then, yeah, Ruby's outside and she tells her, like, I don't think you should be alone with that guy. Yeah, and she's like, everything was fine. Don't worry about it. Um, this Gigi and Sarah, they're like really envious, mm-hmm. jealous. Yeah, and they're kind of they're kind of bitchy. Yeah, they're very jealous. Yeah, and they're always talking shit. Um, Jesse goes to another casting call for this fashion designer, and um, Sarah's there. And Sarah's like, she's like just being standoffish to Jesse. And uh, this this uh, fashion designer pays no attention to Sarah. He just completely blows her off. Like yep. he has her walk, but he doesn't even look up at her. Yep. But when Jesse stands up, he looks at her and he's just... He's like, whoa, smitten. Yep. So then afterwards, uh, Sarah's in the bathroom and she like smashes a mirror because she's so frustrated that she didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And she like, and then, so then Jesse comes in and tries to comfort her and uh, Sarah tells her like, Hey, people see you. I'm just a ghost to people. Like, what's it like, you know, being admired by everyone. And she tells her like, it's everything. She kind of like lunges towards her and Sarah or uh, Jesse cuts her hand like on a piece of broken glass. And then Sarah like grabs her hand and like starts licking and like sucking the blood. Yeah. Weird. I was like, what? Uh, Jesse gets out of there and she goes back to her hotel and, uh, she faints. And there's a couple other weird things that are happening kind of around the same time. Like there's a, an incident at her, in her motel room where she thinks there's a person in there. So she goes and gets Keanu Reeves, who's the hotel or the motel manager. And he's an asshole. Yeah. And there's like a cougar, like a mountain or like lion, a mountain lion yeah. in her room. That yeah. Really weird. That like got in through the open sliding glass door. And we also find out around the same time that Ruby's got a part-time gig as a, like a mortician, like doing makeup on dead bodies and stuff. Yep. Jesse goes to the fashion show. That Dean guy comes over and kind of heals her wounds for her, like on her hand. He helps her through, and he also pays. Keanu oh, he pays Keanu Reeves for the damages to yeah. her hotel room. I thought it was weird uh, that Keanu Reeves referred to her as the Wildcat. Did yeah. you catch that? I mean, it was because there was a mountain yeah. lion in the room, but I also thought it was kind of a fun speed reference. I don't remember that movie Speed. Really? I mean, I remember part of it. It was on TV not that long ago, and I caught it, and I was like, meh. And I really? switched the channel. Every time that movie's on, like, I'll always watch it. I like Speed. I got yeah. a soft spot for that one. I saw that in the theater once, and that's the last time I saw it. Wow. <laughs> so that's uh, how long it's been. <laughs> um, at the fashion show, Jesse's sitting in a makeup chair, and Gigi comes in, and Gigi's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, they asked me just to wait for makeup or whatever. She's like, yeah, well, I get to come in here. And yeah, just you're in my out, chair. Pick out whatever I want to wear and this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden, like, the assistant to the fashion designer is like, Jesse, uh, he wants to see you. And he tells Jesse that he, she's going to be the last. Yeah, she's the closer. Closer coming out. So Gigi gets all pissed off about that. As she's closing the show, she sees a vision of, uh, she, like, hallucinates, like, this glowing Weird, triangle. Weird, like, triangle thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now, after the show, she's, like, different. Very different. Right away. Yeah. Like, more confident. She even looks looks different. Yeah. Like, her hair is done differently. Yeah. Her face looks different, too. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Like, she just carries herself. Like, you're right. She looks like a different person. Yeah. She takes Dean with her to the bar, and uh, they're uh, the fashion designer. He's, like, denigrating the women who've had plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery. And Gigi has. And he knows it. Yep. And he humiliates her uh, in front of everybody. He like basically tells that Dean guy, he's like, look at her. Uh, look at Gigi. What does she look like? And he's like, fine, I guess. Yeah, she looks, and he's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. She looks fine. And he's like, what about Jesse? She's beautiful. 
she has it because she's natural and she's beautiful and all this other. And kind he of kind of even says like, yeah, if inner beauty is so important, what made you even talk to her in the first place? You would have never. You would never to have her. talked to her. You only did. You only approached her because she's beautiful. Yep. And he wants to leave. He's really uncomfortable. Yeah. So Dean's like, let's go, and she's like, no, you yeah. can go. Yeah. And now she's like this narcissist. Yeah, and I think and I think it's the two of them that say like he says to her like you don't want to be like them. And she's like I don't want to be like them. They want to be like me. Mm-hmm. It's like oh she's changing. That night she has a weird dream about Keanu Reeves coming into her room and sticking a knife down her throat. I, I, yeah, that is weird. She wakes up and she hears someone fidgeting with like the lock on her. Yeah, door. like someone's trying to break into her room. And so she like freaks out. She calls up Ruby. And she's like, hey, someone's breaking in. She's like whispering. She's like, I need to get out of here. And she's like, can you can you get out? Okay, come meet me. Yeah. So she goes over and, to and her I, home. And it was pretty messed up too is like the person tries to break in, but she like locks the deadbolt. So then the person, you can hear it, goes next door and breaks into that room. And Keanu Reeves made mention earlier in the movie that the girl in the room next to her was also really good looking. We never see her. She, but she we also said that she was 13. Yeah. And we proceed to hear her being assaulted and like through the, and through the wall. Yeah. And like she, and Jesse's listening. Yep. Um, Ruby uh, invites her over to her house. So uh, she comes over. She like showers up or everything like that. Um, Ruby tries to have sex with her. Jesse rejects her and says, you know, hey, I'm a virgin. I know I told you I wasn't. Yeah, but I am, and I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Not like that. There's this weird thing. Ruby, like, draws, like, a lipstick face on the mirror. <laughs> yeah, on the mirror. That was really weird. And then leaves to go to the morgue, where oh boy. she fucks a corpse. Yeah, she feels up, like, a woman corpse and, like, fingers her, and it's pretty gross. And, like, makes out with her. Yeah. Sticks her tongue down her throat. Yeah. All this while she's imagining uh, L. Like, like, like touching herself. Yeah. yeah. Ruby comes home and uh, Jesse's there. Jesse's like a total bitch too. And she tells her, she's like, I'm dangerous. Yeah. She made me think of Top Gun. <laughs> I am dangerous. Ice. Man. Dude, that movie was on TV like a week ago. I love that fucking movie. Do you? Top Gun? So here's the thing. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I would always talk it up to my wife. And I was like, God, we need to watch Top Gun sometime because she's never seen it. So it was on TV and I was like, we're watching this. And... Everything involving all of the airplanes, awesome. Everything else about the movie is awful. Like what, dude? Oh, it's you're not, nuts. It's not a Watching good. Watching in slow motion as oh, she turns around and say, "Take my breath away." Uh, I, okay, and you also got "Highway to the Danger Zone." That song's yeah. pretty cool. And then you got. Uh, Playing with the boys. Oh, the volleyball scene. <laughs> well, they're all obviously flexing. Yeah. <laughs> Checking the time. Except for Anthony Edwards. He's like, ah, just keep my shirt on, uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm a little scrawny, so yeah. enjoy. That movie's fucking awesome. I don't know, man. Like, I was I was probably like seven or eight the first time I saw that movie, and I was all about it. But I think that movie came out in 86. Yeah. And, but seeing uh, it now, I was like, Ugh. I was nine, and my dad and my stepmom took me to the movie theater to watch it. And I That's was like, cool. this movie's fucking awesome. Then they slapped me for swearing. <laughs> no, don't, don't say fuck. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> then, sh- we're watching the movie. But I remember like as a kid, like playing Top Gun with like my friends, like out in the backyard, like, oh, I'm Goose, I'm African. Like, Did you ever play the video game, the Nintendo that game? That game's so hard. Oh, impossible. Land, landing on the aircraft Impossible. Yeah. so hard. I tried it once, and I was like, this movie, this game sucks. Yeah, that game's really hard. The movie's a lot better. I want to go watch it. it I'm going to watch that instead. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
Oh, so yeah. Sarah and uh, Gigi show up. And they start attacking Jesse, like, chasing her. Chasing her with knives. I was like, oh, shit. There's a full-on chase scene. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Jesse grabs a knife, too, to defend herself. But yeah, they're chasing her around. They get outside. There's mm-hmm. like this pool that doesn't it's have any drained, water in it. Right. And they're towards the deep end. And she's got Sarah on one side, Gigi on the other, pool behind her. And out from the front of her comes Ruby. And Ruby comes up to her. Ruby pushes her. Yeah, into the empty pool. She falls about 15 feet into the deep end. Breaks both of her legs, presumably. Like, they're, like, folded behind. And cracks her skull. And there's blood everywhere. That she, shocked me. She did. I did not see that coming. Did you? Uh, no. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, oh, shit. They just killed off the uh, lead. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. still 20 minutes or so left in this movie. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, the, the woman, the, they butcher her up. Yeah. And they eat her. Yeah. And they bathe in her blood. Yeah, they don't really show the eating, but we find out later. I mean, well, they kind of do when the girls are in the shower and they're like picking Yeah, parts. that's true. Like out of their teeth and stuff. Yeah. And they're like they're naked and like, yeah, covered in blood. And Ruby's like in a bathtub full of blood. It's weird. And Ruby has like occult tattoos. Yeah, like all over her body because she's walking around topless the next morning and she like hoses down the pool to clean yep. it up. And then she's like laying there nude and she like... Sp- in like an open grave? Yeah, I guess. And then she like spreads her legs and a bunch of blood Oh, that's a different part. From her, yeah, from, from her, her vagina. vagina. And it's like the shining elevator scene blood. I mean, it's an enormous amount of blood just flowing. Yeah. Yikes. Like Aunt Flo just called. Yeah. You're going to need You need to go extra. to a doctor. <laughs> like that is... That's a, that's a condition. You're going to need a blood transfusion. So, it's okay. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. All right. So the next day, okay. Now we got Sarah and Gigi, and they're on their way to like a modeling gig with yeah. this Jack guy, same photo uh, photographer. Yeah. And there's this other model named Annie who's there, like a new young girl. And Jack uh, is enthralled with Sarah. Yeah. Gigi got the job, but I guess Sarah's there and like to support her friend. Yeah, she's just hanging out. He fires that Annie and says, you get up here. And while they're shooting, Gigi feels sick. So she she goes inside, s- starts to vomit. Sarah comes in and watches Gigi throw up on one of Jesse's eyeballs. Yeah. And she's like, I need to I get, need her, to get out her out of me. me. She like stabs herself with a pair of scissors and dies. Yeah. She almost like guts herself, like stabs and like kind of pulls up on it. Like, ugh. And, and then, then just Sarah out. just watches her die, grabs the eyeball and eats it and like swallows it whole and then goes Ugh. back to the shoot. And then there's the, then there's the end credits where there's some woman that we don't know. I, I, I took it Sarah. Sarah. And she's walking, walking in the desert, in the Mojave desert, that ending, like the end credits reminded me a lot of the end credits of buzz, uh, velvet buzzsaw. Yeah, I guess we just, uh, John Malkovich at the beach drawn. Yeah. So did Ruby. So, Okay. When Ruby gushed all that blood, was that just part? Was okay. Is she a witch? I don't know. Or like, was she dying? I don't think she died. I don't know. I thought it was just witchy, weird stuff. This movie's woman. That Seinfeld episode. Yeah, Desperado. Witchy woman. Because that was it. That her boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, like, every time Desperado would come on, that was his he song. Was like nobody talk. Like I have to hear the song. Yeah. So yeah, she suggests witchy woman witchy. is their song. Witchy, witchy woman. woman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you want me to go or do you uh, want to go it doesn't matter you can go all right i want to uh, yeah my sentiment's exactly dog <laughs> i want to make a note here mm. i looked this up people yelled at the screen booed and walked out of this movie at the Cannes film festival 
Oh, really? So it was not well received? Yeah. All right, so here's my thoughts. <laughs> I get it. What a metaphor. The LA model culture, I'm going to read this. The LA model culture likes shiny new objects, then eats them up literally and discards them as fast as they brought them up to the top. No one cares about anyone else, just themselves. Blah, 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 blah. At least make a movie that is, I don't know, interesting. If you want to see this movie, just watch Black Swan. Darren Aronofsky's 2010 film that stars Natalie Portman. It's a better movie. It's a much better movie. (laughs) This script for this movie was probably like 13 pages long. There's not a whole lot of talking. No dialogue. And the dialogue that does come, like, is comes from Keanu Reeves. And his acting is so shitty in this movie. Uh, It could be just that it's a shitty movie. He's pretty over the top with just him being a dick. This is what happens when someone tells a director that they're an artist and brilliant. I'm sure that's what Nicholas Wending Refn heard from some asshole along the way. And now he believes it and puts out something like this, which is so boring that I went on about how boring it was for about 15 (laughs) minutes after the movie ended. Uh, The acting was good on Jenna Malone and Ellie or Elle Fanning's part. I thought they did. Okay. Keanu Reeves, not so much, but the movie sucks. So his sucking acting was the least of the problems. The score was good. And I mean, that's really all that like drove this movie. It was just a series of visuals yes. backed by, accompanied by music. Yep. Fantasia. Yes. There <laughs> you go. Um, there was, the plot was just like, it was stupid. It was dumb. It was boring. I, I couldn't believe that I wasted two hours of my life, two hours and 15 minutes. Cause the 15 minutes that I fucking talked about it, <laughs> um, this movie gets one hit one. Okay. I fucking hate this movie. I, I knew, hate this movie I knew, so much. I knew you were going to hate it and I felt bad because we were texting each other and I had finished it. And I think you were just about to start it. And I was like, Oh, poor Brett. You don't know what's yeah. about to happen to you. Yeah, I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This movie is pretty boring. <laughs> I mean, it's two hours. This movie was long. It's and for a movie that we're very little actually happens way too long like this movie should have been an hour and a half if that similar to how i feel about starry eyes was where this one took its sweet time Mm. once it flipped it felt very rushed like i wanted to see again like more of her becoming famous and she never quite made it which is kind of similar to how starry eyes was too but like the visuals looked really cool. I mean, there was a lot of cool shots and weird. This like, isn't effects. a horror movie, though, David. Yeah, the last ten minutes I enjoyed, and that's about it. Like that's the only horror, yeah, I guess that you could call. Like they they kill her and they eat her. Well, I mean, Starry Eyes kind of works similarly. Like none of the horrific, crazy stuff happens really until like the final act. Yeah, but at least she's getting like there was a better payoff. Demon, yeah, vampire people. Like, like at least that is like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is like nothing. We don't know anything about Ruby except for that she fucks dead people. <laughs> She's a necrophiliac, apparently. I fuck dead people. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not the line. It's like, we're sticking with it. <laughs> but yeah, but overall, I was pretty bored. Um, I didn't hate this movie. Um, I won't watch it again, but. Ever. And I'm glad you touched on the music. I actually thought the music was pretty cool. As a music video, as a really two hour long music video. And that's how it felt. And actually, I wrote that in my notes. It's like, this played more like a music video. This is something, if you had the vinyl, you could just put that on and then hit mute on your TV. And yeah, and then it, now it's Fantasia like, yeah. with eyeball eating yeah. at the end. Overall, I would not recommend this movie. I give it a two. So I gives it a one and a half overall. Oh God, I should have given it a, a fucking zero. <laughs> no, it, it's awful. I fucking hate this director. 
I know he. You gotta see Drive. No, I don't. I'm never going to, (laughs) and I don't care. It could be fucking Citizen Kane for all I care. I hate this guy. This guy ruined my life. Ruined your evening? (laughs) No, my life. life. (laughs) My life is now ruined. It sounds like you need to be reborn. (laughs) What are you gonna do? Will you do whatever it takes? (laughs) (laughs) Your penis is huge. Uh, well anyway if you have any thoughts on starry eyes or the neon demon uh you can write us well i'm blowing you david why don't you tell everybody how they can uh, contact us uh um oh <laughs> so distracted uh <laughs> uh find us on social media on twitter facebook like and fucking last house on the left <laughs> i'm gonna bite my dick off Right when you come. <laughs> right before. Yes. All right, go ahead. No I'm release. <laughs> um, you find us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and the Slash Wrap as the Swearwolves. We have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. We are on Instagram as the Swearwolves Podcast. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, and drop us a line there. For the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. We're going to go find a better podcast and eat their eyeballs. Exactly. Werewolf. Fuck that dog. Um, <laughs> I think he snuck one little in there. <laughs> he said, fuck you. Fuck you, Brett.